This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, 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 if it isn't me, Tim Bat, listening to a 10-year-old episode. Episode number three is what we're being treated to here from season one. And I just, I, you know, I love that the... <laughs> The name of this podcast is so dumb that even I get it wrong in the podcast after a few episodes. It was, for a memory, like it was sort of, it was part of the product, you know? I was, um, from memory, I kind of, you know, Guy and I obviously came up with the name together, but I wanted to hit on to something that captured the needless hyperbole of the internet, that everything is like the absolute worst or the absolute best. And I tell you what, a lot of people get the name wrong and it's not good for searchability. But hey, I'll tell you what, you got some sound quality. You get, you're being treated to some sound quality in this one, folks. We've stepped our games up. Absolutely wild. Um, it's hard to do these intros a bit without doing spoilers, but I guess, you know, the episodes come out 10 years ago and most likely you've heard it. But it is wild to hear us talking about the possibility of um, monetization. Uh, which I don't even know if that existed as a, a noun version of a verb, you know, conceptually for podcasts back then. Um, look at us now, earning a little bit of money from it, um, which is really cool. Shining Light gets introduced in this. And it's just, it's incredible to me how, uh, you know, front-footed all the innovation is. It really happens early in these seasons. These segments get locked in. They just, they drift around in the ether, um, immediately be seized by a guy or I said out loud, manifest into being, and then they're just there for real time. So that's uh, there's something to look forward to on this one, history in the making, and um, the discussion of a particular song. And now this is a funny thing to listen to, with the knowledge uh, that Ario Speedwagon's Live Every Moment, Love Every Day is in A form, tattooed on both Guy and my bodies um for new players uh Guy and I during this season towards the end of the season uh got grown-ups two tattoos I won't get two in the weeds because you'll hear more about it as the season goes on um but there are ARIO Speedwagon lyrics from the very song we're talking about here 
badly, apparently translated into Latin. Apparently, I've, I've been told uh, by someone very learned, my sister-in-law, that the Latin is grammatically incorrect. And also, the last thing that I want to mention, which is pretty cool to hear on this episode, is um, sort of a tease or a reference of sorts to Snort Comedy, which is another enterprise that uh, very recently celebrated 10 years of existing. So the, the mention of the, I like, for those who don't know, Snort Comedy, it's an improv comedy group that um, has just closed its doors for the final time um, after going for 10 years. So it's really tracked alongside Worst Idea. Uh, Guy was a founding member um, all your greats, your Alice Neddens, your Rose Matafeos, uh, your Joseph Moores, your Nick Sampsons, um, Donna Brookbanks, anyone funny uh, in New Zealand has, it was, was you know instrumental to that group. It's just cool. I don't know. It's fun for me hearing about all these things for the first time and just putting myself back 10 years ago. But anyway, enough bloody rambling. I hope you enjoy this, the third episode of the first season of The Worst Idea of All Time. Bye-bye. Welcome to the Worst Idea of All Time podcast. Hello and welcome to this, the third episode of the Worst Idea in the World podcast. My name is Tim Bat. That's the worst idea of all time. Hello and welcome to the Worst Idea of All Time podcast episode three with me, Tim Bat. And me, Guy Montgomery. And we couldn't get the cast of Grown Ups 2 in the studio today, but that's okay. Um... We watched it instead. We, we watched, watched them do the That's movie right. again. Uh, for those of you who who have just joined us, and I'm not sure why you would on episode three, this is a podcast in which myself no, and let I... Me create, I'm not sure why you would. Watch Grown Ups every week and then do a brief podcast uh, review. Discussion. Film. Debrief. And, uh, yeah. Uh, well, how, how do you feel about the movie well, now? it's great to be here. Obviously, it's great to be here. Week three... Uh, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel. I, I am starting to not now, which is a weird feeling. Well, I think before we start this week's uh, podcast, we should at least talk about the, the award ceremony that went on in the weekend. Absolutely. Today is Oscars Day. Uh, yesterday was the Razzies, which if you're not familiar with the Razzies, they are um, the Raspberries Awards, they're the... Uh, the the anti Oscars, if you will. So they celebrate the worst films and worst aspects in film um, that has come out in the last twelve months. Uh, Grown Ups Two was nominated for a staggering eight awards, which that's, is quite a right. lot. And it's absolutely devastating to report it didn't take out a single one, not one. Which means it's too shit to even win well, shit. It awards. would have it would have lent a certain amount of gravitas to the podcast if we said in which we review, we watch and review weekly. Eight, eight Razzie winning film Grown Ups 2 yeah. but instead Do you want to hear what it was nominated for? Yes Worst picture Worst actor Worst supporting actor Worst director Worst on screen combo um, That's all I wrote down but there are some others obviously because that's not yeah. eight Well I mean they were up against some stiff competition uh, Will Smith and his son Yes and I think in a Razzie first Yeah they've, they've taken <laughs> they've taken out both Worst uh, actor for Jaden Smith and Worst supporting actor for his father Will uh, for After Earth, which I haven't seen. No. But that's the Scientology But that's, a, but that's another podcast. Altogether. Uh, so, yeah, obviously Oscars today, which I think it did 
I didn't think it would impact the way I came into it. By the way, just for reference, everyone, it's 11 o'clock on a, on a Monday morning. This is how we started the we week We started today. the week watching Grown Ups 2 at 9. And it's a, weird, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing to watch any movie at 9 o'clock on a Monday morning. Um, it is... I'm trying to think of some way to relate it to an experience you might have had because it's... So some, some people get up quite early on a Monday morning and they'll go to... Um, uh, what's that intense fitness regime everyone's doing these days? Ludus Magnus. Uh, uh, boot camp. Boot camp. The boot yeah, that's camp. what I said too. Um, so it's kind of like it's mental kinda, boot camp, it's, but the opposite. It'd be like shoving. You can tell by the. You can tell. Face. I'll tell you how you can tell. It's not a great way to start the week. Is listen to Tim Bat's analogy. That is evidence of a man whose brain isn't functioning at full capacity. Anyway, yeah, this is the weird thing now. The movie's starting to have an effect on me what, where it's numbing. What it's I was me. saying was I found it slightly... I can't it, feel. It, it, I found it affecting that we're watching it on Oscars Day mm. and it's sort of just hammered home, you know, there, there are other movies out there. Yeah. There are other options, good options. Definitely. And Definitely. this is our lot. This is what we've lumped ourselves in with. Two hours every week we're watching this film. It's only 101 minutes, but it feels like... It doesn't seem like it could be true. Fuck. Okay. I actually came up with a theory for this movie while I was watching it today. Um, I I really think that this is possible as well. I think that Grown Ups 2 might have been made as a tax dodge. Okay. Uh, I think it's like a shell project that wasn't ever supposed to make any money or anything. And like got, the producers. Like the, yeah, yeah, exactly. The premise of the producers. Not the film itself, yeah, which yeah. is wonderful. So what, can you explain that for the people like so, me? So um, uh, I haven't quite figured out all the nuts and bolts of it, but there were just a few clues. Firstly, that this film is fucking awful. And uh, so... A tax dodge is when you set something up like a company or a project for the, for the sole purposes of using it in accounting. It doesn't actually do the function it's parading around to do. So this film was parading around to be a kind of almost family comedy, but there are some real tip-offs in that it's not. Um, number one, very early on in the film when we first meet Nick, who is the drug-addled uh, bus driver, he announces that his relationship has just broken up. His marriage has ended after three weeks because his new bride, Found him anally inserting a banana. No, he doesn't say that though. He says it's a it's a great gag. He says she found me eating a banana with my butt. With my butt, which. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I've got I can't I got no I got <laughs> so I got no Kmart's <laughs> very pervasive involvement in this film also really is a raised signal. a few qualms with me. Yeah. Uh, I think it is mentioned no less than three times at very different times in the film. They spend half the yeah, day yeah. in a Kmart. I think it might have been a Kmart um, kind of tax product. This movie. Also, the fact that there is approximately 300 people in the film. Yeah, that was a tip off for me. So I think maybe everyone's at the trough here, using this to write off a whole lot of like income. That's so they can lower their taxes. So, well, and now people, when we look back on this film, mm. you know, years from now, when I'd like to think we might have stopped watching it, uh, and, and it's being investigated, we'll be able to say we were there. Let's abandon what I'm talking about because you've struck on something. Imagine if we are watching this <laughs> in years to come. Imagine if we're still doing this. On like a Monday morning. You know, this would be, but I'd like to think by then this is all we do. Imagine if we were living off of this. This is one thing I was thinking about is yeah. 
What say this turned into a, you know, a, you, somehow we sold ad space on this podcast. <laughs> now, that would you list, happen. would you, no, I know, but you know, just indulge me. Okay. Would you describe your job, which would be podcasting, yeah. specifically watching Grown Ups 2 and reviewing it once a week, yeah. A, the greatest, cushiest job in the world, or B, like the worst job? Uh, that's a really good question. It is one of those jobs where um, I really think it would be like, oh, you have to watch one movie for two hours a week? What a cinch. It's got like David Spade and Kevin James and Adam Sandler in it. That sounds amazing. You live off that? And we'd be like, no, you don't no. get this. You don't understand what this is like. So you, think you don't it, feel you our th- pain. You think it would be one of the worst jobs you could I, have? I really do, man. So that means that right now what we're doing for yeah. free, for yeah. nothing, yeah. Is I get why well, yeah. You really so, painted me into the, a corner there. Well, You're right. Yeah. The clues <laughs> in the title though, I don't know why I'm obsessing over this. Uh, you also stumbled into another theory during the movie, Tim, which mm. uh, we can discuss if I can remember it. Um I think it was something that you uh, you sparked this, that this movie kind of encapsulates everything that's wrong with America, the country culturally at the moment. So th- th- this film, Grown Ups Two, is actually um sort of the set piece in terms of cultural products that you can turn to and go, this is what it's all about. This is what's gone wrong. Yeah, yeah, this no, is what's yeah, wrong yeah. with the country. It's, it's basic things like parental negligence, uh, the encouragement of settling your problems with violence. Racial segregation. Yeah, racial, uh, there is, man. But, I know that they pay a bit of lip service to trying to throw some interracial couples in the mix, but there's, there's very like set but, uh, couples see, that, and stuff. The whites are with the whites, the blacks are with the blacks. <laughs> that's smaller stuff, though. There's also the, the idea that masculinity is defined by violence. The whole movie... That's a very big theme in this as well. That is, is, is about, largely is about... You know, I'm going to get thematic here, so bear with me for a second. It's I'll about thematic hat It's on. about sticking up for yourself. And as a man, so Adam Sandler, obviously it's an ensemble cast, but he is essentially our protagonist. And he is obsessed with, with sticking up for himself, with sort of, I guess, winning back some lost pride that he had in school because he used to get bullied and he never fought back. So like the big, the big climactic sort of... I guess what's meant to be heartwarming moment is when he stands up to that bully from high school and he's doing it in front of his son as if to say, I need my son to see this is how you handle your problems. The bully, of course, played by, by Stone, Cold Stone Cold Steve, Steve Austin. Austin. And so he's saying, he's setting an example in front of the whole city at a party he's hosting that this is how you deal with your problems. You stand up like a man and you, you, you physically have a fight. You fight with your fists. That's the only way. That's the only way to, to be a man. And then before you know it, the whole town's fighting the fraternity. And it's, it is, I think, yeah, no, there's, there's definitely, I mean, the tax, the tax theories is more sort of conspiracy-based. You know, it might, it might come through. But I do think there's a, a kernel... They're not mutually exclusive, A nugget though. of truth in this. They're not mutually exclusive. Grown-ups, too, could be, uh, A, a tax dodge, and also, B, just a symbol that has been produced accidentally out of that process is showing everything that's wrong with American cultural values in 2014. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely... These are definitely... Because also, like, last week, we touched on the fact that no-one does their jobs 
That's they're living true. in some That's sort of true. weird like entitlement system where they go, I'm just entitled to get my paycheck, See, irrespective of how much work I get is, done. This is, it is actually interesting to me that we're <laughs> breaking into the movie this much. It's not a movie that's designed to be watched three times, let alone... <laughs> it like, doesn't it stand up time. to one yeah. viewing, mate. Yeah. Oh, God. So, but, I mean, listen to, listen to how we... This is how... These are coping mechanisms we're developing now to get through the movie is you have to think about new angles or reasons that exist or why it is the way it is. To justify your and own wretched reasons for watching it. And this is after, this is after a mega 303 minutes of watching Grown Ups too. Let's um, drag ourselves out of the darkness and put ourselves into the light in a segment that I've just thought of this second, which is called... The Worst Idea of All Time podcast, Shining Light. Um, I will kick off if you would like, Guy, but this is a bit where I would like each of us to pick a bit of the movie that we like and talk about. Okay. There is a very short um, bit of the film that I like a lot uh, where um, (laughs) our our gentleman uh, at the quarry and the fraternity is at the quarry as well, led by um, Taylor Taylor Lautner Lautner. from Twilight. And... um, (laughs) Oh, David Spade's son is in the water. So, uh, it, oh, yeah, this is Adam, a good bit, actually. Adam Sandler's two sons. Oh, no, wait. One's, it, it, fuck, there's two of the kids. Two of the kids. Chris are, Rock's kid and right, Adam, Sandler's Adam Sandler's kid are kid. hanging out at the quarry. And they get uh, kind of run into by this very attractive bikini clad chick who's um, at the college who's drunk and gives them two beers. And they're like, oh, we can't drink beers. We're too young, which yeah. is weird because they're 17. So I guess like hey, This is America. Yeah, another cultural value, which is part of why they're so terrible. Um, they can't what, drink because seventeen-year-olds don't drink <laughs> yeah, beer. Exactly, you heard me. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box, and if you break it down, it really comes out to two dollars a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh so, so 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 
they have to dispose of the beers in a way where the, um, it looks like they're drinking them. So what they do is they just take the caps off and then t- turn their backs to the frat, and like it looks like they're pissing them out. They just tip yeah, them out. Yeah. Um, so th- I don't like any of that. This is the bit <laughs> yeah, I like. I was going to say, where is the shining light? David's, it goes to a shot of David Spade's son, who is in the quarry, which oh, is yeah, filled yeah. with water, on a lilo, lying there. Wearing sunglasses. <laughs> wearing sunglasses, so relaxed. Um, the camera slow pans to him. He just puts his thumb in the air and goes, summertime. <laughs> yeah, no, that is, that is certainly a shining light moment. Uh, I, I want to... Um, I'm in a good mood. Just from you describing I, that horrible so scene, I'm in a better mood. <laughs> but just that one shot, that one, <laughs> that one bit. Summertime. summertime. Right down the barrel. Yeah, <laughs> man. Right down the barrel of the camera. David Spade's son approved. Hey, that's good. I like this segment. Uh, my shining light moment today... And it's something I meant to talk about last week but forgot was uh, the gym teacher. It was a very brief cameo by a gym teacher in a gym, and he, he throws a ball at a kid, and the kid, like, he goes, Bumpty. He goes, Bumpty. Okay, we know Bumpty. the names. Yeah, well, we're learning them. He throws a ball at this kid, Bumpty, who's a bit gooberish, and he goes, Can you think fast? And he falls over. The ball hits him, and he falls off to the seat. And then the gym, the gym teacher goes, <laughs> Who wants to watch me climb a rope? And just walks up to a rope in these tiny short shorts and starts climbing. And the delivery is just is bang on it's, for mine. It's right up there with, um, uh, what's his name? John Lovitz. Thank you. Hey, you got the name right this time. Progress. Mate, I spent the whole week reciting it in my head. Lovitz, Lovitz, you Lovitz. You also downloaded the final song in the movie, which runs into the credits. Oh, yeah. The the party. I, was, I, was, I was getting my songs. I shazammed it last week, which I completely forgot. That's so terrible because this suggests to me that you're spending time related to the movie outside of No, well, it was an accident. I was downloading other songs, which I actually wanted to listen to, and I shazammed it because I wanted to know its name. Mm. And I found out its name. It's by a band called Ario Speedwagon. It was recorded in 1991, and the song is ironically I think called live every moment so it's encouraging you to go out there and live every moment and the idea that this song taunts us at the end of 101 minutes of watching this fucking movie week after week uh, I love that Um, that's a warning that the person who was in charge of the music for this film has put in they're going really sorry about the movie guys don't yeah, don't yeah. fuck up again because time is precious and life is a wonderful thing and you need to live life in somewhere a, that life is a fleeting moment and you need the, to not see movies like this anymore in the blink of an eye it's gone uh, we also received a suggestion uh, for the and I mean I'd love to just gauge public reaction to this uh, for the 25th episode of the podcast Paul Amos uh, long time listener shout out to Paul he's never, been a big supporter since day one never time caller uh, suggested we do a screening a public screening and record and I would like to bring this up with you Tim I would be more than happy to do that I think we need something to look forward to some light and at I the think end of the tunnel the irony of course would be that it will wind up being just us in a larger empty room <laughs> that, with seats that we've laid out for people but even that will at least provide an interesting wrinkle or change of pace yes Yes. I mean, what? Yeah, I'd be pro that. What were you? About 25. That's so long away. But it does need to be something kind of away in the future. It's not that long away. It's only 22 more weeks. Oh, uh, so, what I need fuck. from you now. It's 22 more watches. It's like half a year. Uh, <laughs> it's like just half a year away. Just uh, half a year What I need from you. Time, I think what I'm interested in mm. is, is your, your mental state 
from from the outset, from my arrival at your house, bright and early, with half an arm and croissant to share, oh, God, through, the, croissant. through the movie, all the way to the end, what the merciful the, end. What was in that croissant? The, the filling. Yeah, like uh, they, they use some sort of almond or nut butter. Because it was it's a bit. It's a, there's um down the road from here at the uh, what's it called? Like the little bakery or something. The one. You got to go like around, down and around the corner, down yeah. Richmond Road, and they do a cabernossi sausage roll, which is off the chain. And what really makes it is the chutney. They put this like just not a huge amount, but a little bit of chutney in the sausage roll itself, inside it. And the croissant, the the, the croissant, croissant had croissant. the butter equivalent yeah, exactly. of that chutney. It was like the the, the sweet version. Yeah, I mean, even though chutney can be sweet, you'd hope so. It's a big croissant they serve you, but you're paying. I'm paying five fifty for that. Fuck, which That's is a, a lot, lot for a for croissant. It, for it. But worth it, man. Almond or otherwise, that's oh, well, a lot th- for a croissant. Oh, well, thank you for giving me half of that. That was really nice of you. And oh, I, look, I thought it would be a nice little pick-me-up for both of us. Totally. So anyway, yeah. mental state from the the arrival of myself, mm. the receiving of the croissant, mm. through to the credits, even now. Yeah, okay. Um, I, uh, I, w- I had a few technical issues this morning trying to set up the microphone Yeah, you were, you were so stressed bit, and frazzled uh, when I arrived. I was grumpy, man. I was in a grump, a right old grump. Um, saw the movie, put me in a worse mood, and then uh, got a coffee. And but but I want you. Can you tell me a little bit about the journey through the movie for you today? The mental journey that Tim Bat went on during Grown Ups Two today. Film opens, and the first thing that I realise is I've forgotten about the moose, uh, which is at the start. <laughs> and as the film progresses, this happens to me a few times where I realise um, there's, there's a couple of things that are happening. Number one is my emotional state's getting number each time. So the first time I saw it, I was like, felt really passionately about how bad the movie was. The second time, last week, we watched it and... Uh, I was set up for a fall, so it allowed me to enjoy moments within the film. This week, um, terrifyingly, I kind of felt nothing for most of it, but in the worst way possible. Not nothing in the sense that it was, like, neutral, but nothing in the sense that it's like I can't feel feelings because this film is on. So I guess there was anger at the start, a bit of grumpiness. Um, You came, and that was nice to see your shining face here. Um, Movie started, and then I was kind of confused that I'd forgotten the moose bit because I've seen this movie twice in as many weeks. But it just... It makes the moose thing makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense, guy, See, and it doesn't come your, back. Your voice is getting louder. Well, I've had a little bit of coffee, and I'm I'm away from the grips of the film. It's like staring no, into Medusa and being turned is, to stone. This is making you an angry man. I'm thinking we should probably do screenings in the evening so that it doesn't, you know, make us weird. For no, the whole because day. then I'll know that it's coming up, <laughs> and, and I'll be dreading it for before. the whole day. I actually this think the morning's when we need to get, do it. Get it out of the way. Exactly. It's like ripping off a bandaid watching this movie. Um, and so for, for various points in the film this kept happening where I was like I forgot this bit was in it I forgot this bit was in it because nothing links to anything else nothing fucking resolves see this is uh, this is what I this is why I wanted to know about your mental state because it sounds to me like you're, you're approaching sort of emotional fragility and you're a, you're a pretty well put together guy you got your head screwed on right um, I noticed that you've rolled up the sleeves on your t-shirt so it looks like a sort of white trash singlet right now. I'm trying to call it off. I'm so worked up. I'm trying to do anything to kind of reduce my temperature. Uh, Thanks maybe for maybe next week we'll drink a chamomile tea halfway through the movie just so that you know it keeps you it keeps you chilled. Although I can hardly speak. I I did let out one oh man one scream three, of frustration at the 3 quarter mark of the film. <laughs> guy just <laughs> 
bellows. Just just a just one big scream. Just a big scream that really but, reverberated all around the house. Yeah, because yeah. you just you were at your wits end, mate. You'd had enough. Well, I did. My I little spent, boy was all tucked out of the I, movie. I spent quite a bit of the movie sort of turning away and prepping my body on the couch as if I was about to have a nap, yeah. and then and then I'd turn back because I'm not. I, you know, I do think that with time, it will be totally accept- part of the movie watching experience. Will be us having a little nap, having a sleep, just just letting the movie kind of wash over us. Oh well, yeah, I think we so should. It'll be. It will be like that. It's no, like I should... like to have a nap when the test cricket's on in the background. But we should stay awake. I think we should commit to staying awake while the movie's playing. We'll try. I'm, all I'm saying is, if you do fall asleep during one viewing, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, totally fine with that's that. That's true. I don't want to put too many parameters. I think we've got enough yeah. parameters in I that we have to kind of I think even just putting aside it. the time each week is is commitment enough. Guy, tell me about your mental state. Tell me about your uh, emotional uh, well-being. Well, I woke up and I told my flatmate I was going to watch Grown Ups 2 at your house. Mm-hmm. And he said, what a shit way to start the week. Mm-hmm. And I smiled and said, all right, cheerio. And I, and I, ca- I came here and... I was sort of just indifferent, sort of like still waking up, I guess. Sure. Early on, it was pretty. And early. then the movie started, mm. and it's it's I I spoke about this last week. I think it's going to be the same thing. It's it's like it's just something I got to get through on a day, one day a week basis now. So it's just I'm just looking out for check marks for those moments when I go, all right, that means this is coming. It's not that far. Like towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. I said. You know, this is okay because now we've just got to go to the party and that's only the length of one episode of something you don't like. And <laughs> yeah, that's your things- exact words were, I think you said, um, don't worry, there's only the amount of time of one shit TV show left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, I mean, how, you know, that's a digestible amount of time for something that you don't like. Such an appropriate measure. You know, it's like at the, end of, at the end of Grown Ups 2, we just watch an episode of The Big Bang Theory or something. And that's, that's fine. I, I mean, I... I do you have marker points within the film that you kind of go oh god but at least this, this like the dinner pa- the dinner party scene Which when it's cut or when it's cutting between the dinner the dinner when the family's having dinner oh yeah so that's like for me that's like that's the home stretch that's, that's the final marker no but see fucking you think that because the movie kind of sets it up because that's the end of the day no but I know but that there's, there's so a lot, much movie left yeah there's so many wrinkles in the party scene but it's the the party scene in my brain mm. and don't ruin this for me because this, this makes it easier to get through yep. it's just one party just gotta get through one party then you know then we've just gotta get through one conversation and yeah. then the rest of the week is my oyster Tim yeah that's true that's a re- yeah, no, you're right. You're right about that. So Once you get to the dinner scene where Chris Rock uh, crumples his plasticky cup full of Pepsi, Pepsi cup. Um, you know that things are things are looking up. Yeah, there's light at the end of this. Uh, so to respond to your question about the emotional state, I mean, largely just sort of okay. Yeah. Just sort of like you know, I guess it's sort of. It's almost. It is almost a job. I think we've got to look after each other a little bit. Um, 
I think <laughs> that's there's, why I do there's... that's why I do things like the almond croissant. Yeah, and there are important rituals that we need to bring into the fold here. There's a concept in mental health known as self care, where you you got to kind of you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Basically, you got to make sure that you're okay. You got to set yourself up with some nice rewards and stuff if you're going through a hard time and some goals. I, I think you and I need to be really a big support for each other through see, this. I missed a lot of that because when you said check yourself because you wreck yourself, yeah. it made me sort of think. It's somewhat surprising that Ice Cube didn't crop up in this movie. I would not have batted an eyelid if I saw him. Absolutely not. And what I'm looking forward to is you know maybe keeping an eye out for him as an extra at the party scene. You know some sort of free character yeah. that we maybe just haven't seen yet. Yeah, they don't have any... They should have really waited for the reveal of Stone Cold Steve Austin at that point, but you see... Oh, wait, the, yeah, you it, see him in the supermarket. You don't see him in the supermarket. You, oh, wait, you no, see you him, him see at the, the ballet recital. Yes, you do, that's right. Isn't it funny, though, that now, after yeah. three weeks, yeah. you know, after one week being like, there are so many cameos in it, this movie is loaded. To suddenly, yeah, but they, it's because they, they can, just... You can fit in more cameos in there. <laughs> you you literally looked at the the cast list yeah, on yeah. IMDb. How There's many... 158 listed cast members <laughs> on this hell. movie. That's not a film, that is a tax dodge. There's a lot of a lot that's of characters. That's too many. And I... They get into a great rhythm in this film of, um, and I think I mentioned this last week, when a scene's not working, throw more characters at it, and then cross dissolve, fade out. And then if it's still not working, just end it. Um, (laughs) Walk away. What else are you doing this week, Tim? Hey, uh, I don't know, man. Um, Fuck, who knows? Probably uh, do some stand-up comedy at some point. Oh, yeah, can we shout out some stuff? Yeah, if anyone's still listening and they're not... Like entirely sick of us, go mm. for it. Yeah, no, maybe I won't actually. Yeah, no, I'll leave it. You'll leave it? Yeah, I'll leave it. Okay. I just want to do a tease for next week's podcast though, because there's something which I want to pick up on that we haven't delved into okay. this movie yet. Uh, and but, I, wait, I was, I'm going to do the tease first. No, you should do the tease at the end. Oh, I guess. Okay. I was just going to say, no, actually, I don't, I don't, I don't want anyone to come to any of my stuff either. No, come on, what have you got on? Come on. I was going to say, uh, come. Got another episode of the TV show. Yeah, we don't, we're not too worried about that. Okay. Uh, if you're in Auckland, this coming Friday, the something of March, come along to Snort Comedy. It's a great time. Oh, yeah. We should, you know what, we'd date this less. Let's just talk about Snort briefly, generally, in general terms. No, because the podcast, we're running out of time. I know. But let me say this. It's a good thing, and it's on every Friday, so you should check it out. Hopefully it will run at least the length of however long we're doing this podcast for. Here's the tease for next week's podcast, folks, on the worst idea of all time. There is a catchphrase in this film which they try to get off the ground so desperately. The catchphrase is, what? We're going to talk about that in a little more depth on next week's episode, which will be our fourth watch. Of Grown Ups 2, the eight-time Razzie-nominated film, which you hate as much as we do, even if you haven't seen it. Yeah, if anyone does watch... um, Oh, and don't watch the movie. Don't watch the movie. Do not watch the movie. Although, I'm going to say, if you do watch the movie, or if you have seen the movie, what might be fun, write a review, Hmm. send it in to us on Twitter. We We can discuss... Other people's 140 reviews of the character film. review. What are you going to fit in that? Well, a bloody send, smiley face and a thumbs down. Send us a link. I don't know. Send it on Facebook. Send an email. But you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, we're around. Get in touch. Um, look, look, guys. What are you doing? What, what are you? What, what are, are you, you doing? What are you? We're do- making this thing, but what are you doing? What are you doing with You're your life? You're listening to it. Can we go now? See you next week, guys. 
All the best. Take care. Lots of love. This is Tim Bat saying bye. I'm not even saying my name. Guy Montgomery also saying bye. Shut up, Tim. The worst idea of all time. Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.